Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata here, live, getting you ready for preparation for fantasy baseball, daily fantasy baseball, on Tuesday, April 14th. And of course, April 13th is being a crazy night. Monday night, we just saw Josh Donaldson fly out to the base of the wall with two outs in the ninth inning to get a secure a victory for Jake Odorizzi and the Tampa Rays over the Toronto Blue Jays. Offense is down tonight, but one of the guys we talked about on the podcast last night, David Freeze, gets it done with a one-for-two home run and two RBIs thus far against Ross Detweil. Mike Trout hasn't taken advantage as of yet uh, in that game, so we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, we're getting some good pitching from pitchers tonight. Uh, Scotty Casimir was a guy that I liked. Still awaiting uh, some uh, opportunities in tonight's game uh, for Brandon McCarthy. See how that one works out. So I wish you guys all the success on Monday night. Hopefully you got it done and you're over there at DailyRoto.com and talking about it. we got a great show lined up for everybody. We've got from rotogrinders.com, Rad Thad. He'll be joining us now. Rad Thad is one of the great guys in the daily fantasy industry. I had an opportunity to meet Rad Thad out at the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship in Newport Beach, California, where Mr. Rad Thad took home $40,000 in first prize in the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. It wasn't his first live final, so we'll ask him about how it is getting to these live finals in all these big events, and what he likes about fantasy aces in the daily fantasy community. So we'll be getting that in a few minutes. Of course, we got big action tomorrow when it comes to daily fantasy baseball. These uh, opening day, day games, they'll be going away soon, so we won't have the split action anymore. And for me, it'll be a sad, sad day, as tomorrow we don't have any of the day games. And, uh, all one slate. I kind of like the extra action during the day and during the night, so we'll see how that one plays out. First game on the card tomorrow night, Miami and Atlanta get Tommy Kohler and Trevor Cahill. The greatest thing ever for Trevor Cahill was getting the heck out of Arizona and going to a pitcher's ballpark in Atlanta. Miami absolutely struggling, 7.5 total here. Uh, this is a game where I think you can go and not take any of the pitchers in this one. Even in two-pitcher sites, I don't think they become relative. Uh, what I'm looking at here is if you want to take a shot, um, Tommy Cole is not going to throw the ball by anyone. Gene Collis Stanton, of course, hasn't hit that big first home run yet. Uh, this is a game with a fly ball pitcher. Not a great ballpark that I would consider taking Stanton, especially if his price has dropped across the industry. Philadelphia and the New York Metropolitans, David Buchanan versus Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey, a 226 favorite, 6.5, and, and I hate games like this because... I look at the slate, I don't know how you don't pitch Matt Harvey. Like, I don't even know how we would even have another choice. On a one-pitcher site, forget about it. you got to go Matt Harvey. Just pay whatever the price is. Cincinnati, the Chicago Cubs, Anthony DiScalafini looked good in his first uh, outing going against Jake Arrieta. Uh, the Cubs are a 148 favorite. Don't have a total in this one. Uh, this is one, Jake Arrieta looks like he picked up where he left off last year. Uh, Cincinnati, though, continues at the ball. Joey Votto, triple lefty on lefty uh, in this one. Uh, Todd Frazier still continues to get it done. Uh, he was the guy that I liked tonight. Uh, you guys can take this one, and Jorge Sola had a home run in tonight's game. Uh, this game, depending on the win variation in this one, 
I think the hitters come into play uh, from the Chicago Cubs side of things, even though DeScalfini pitched well the first game. Arizona and San Diego, Jeremy Hellickson versus Odisma Despagne. He'll be taking the place of Brandon Morrow, six and a half in Petco Park. Hellickson, again, another guy that does not throw a lot of strikeouts. Despagne is a guy you can use, especially if he's underpriced in two-pitcher sites. Uh, he would be a guy that would be a great, great find in this one with a six-and-a-half total. Colorado and San Francisco, we have Christian Bergman going at it for Colorado and Tim Hudson. Hudson looked pretty good the first game except for the walks. Uh, 140 favorite is San Francisco, seven total in this one. I loaded up on some Colorado players today, and it did not work out. It's just a whole different world when you get these guys out of Colorado. And I think that's a lot of times why people lose sight when you're playing yearly baseball leagues and think, oh, Colorado's going to trade Tula Tulowitzki and Carlos Gonzalez. Well, a lot of problems is a lot of people don't realize that how much their numbers are inflated uh, by playing in this ballpark. So it's hard to move guys like that. So even Will and Rosario comes into picture there. And New York Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles, CeCe Sabathia and Miguel Gonzalez going at eight total. You, you're going to have to attack this game. Uh, this is a game is going to be one where I believe there will be some runs scored in Baltimore. Uh, from the Yankees' side, CC Sabathia, you're going to bring out the right-handed bats from the Baltimore Orioles and go at this one. Uh, you're going to go at it with Stephen Pierce. You're going to go at it with Chris Davis. You're going to go at it with Andrew Jones. These guys all come into play. The New York Yankees uh, situation here uh, against Miguel Gonzalez. got the Caper 9 around 6. Uh, doesn't any press me there. So so you're going to be uh, getting your fantasy rundown from Drew Dankmeyer tomorrow and Mike Leone, and they're going to have a lot of Yankees-Baltimore Orioles on that. There will be no doubt about that. Those guys will be absolutely in play there. Uh, Mike Trout just beat out an infield single. Uh, it was basically a ground ball back to the pitcher, and somehow he, he ran it out, and it's amazing what he just did. But uh, we put Mike Trout in the lineup. We wanted more than... Infield singles, Mike Trout. We needed you to come by a little quicker than that, my man. What the heck is going on there when I'm talking about Mike Trout infield singles? And then you have Tampa Bay and Toronto. Matt Andreese is going to get the start for Tampa. First, Daniel Norris. Of course, Norris, the first game. Eight and a half total in this one. The big Tampa bats were silenced tonight. Uh, Toronto bats, excuse me. Uh, Tampa would like a few uh, big bats in that one. I will... Uh, think that you'll be trotting out in this great offensive environment. A, the Donaldsons, Batistas, Ed and Carcions always come into play there. And you've got to love what you're seeing from uh, the guys in the lower part of the order, uh, Pompeii. Uh, but the, the price is rising, so they become less attractive. They're okay as flyers when they're 22, 2300 on different sites. Uh, but now you've got to be concerned about the price rising and where they're batting in that order. Then we have another marquee matchup from a pitching standpoint. Jose Quintana, Carlos Carrasco go at it. And the game has an eight total, which is surprising to me. Uh, Carrasco looked absolutely the gem. Now, with Matt Harvey pitching, if you're going to be one of those guys that want to go contrarian, I guess this opportunity right here. Jake Arrieta is a better option for me, uh, but Carlos Carrasco definitely comes into play. Uh, see when he's gone. And Jose Quintana faces Cleveland, who, again, was the worst hitting team against lefties uh, last season. So it gives you an opportunity if you go contrary and you get off Matt Harvey that this will be the place to go. 
Then L.A. and Texas going at it. We got Drew Rasinki pitching for the L.A. Angels. I can't say I know a lot about Drew, but he's picking against Nick Martinez, who might be one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball as a starter and everyday occurrence. He had a great first game, but you know what that means. He could come back to being Nick Martinez. The total's nine in this one. Uh, the Angels are f- a favorite in Texas here. I think the Angel bats are definitely where you'll be looking at. Uh, in this contest, Oakland and Houston go at each other. Eight and a half total. Kendall Graveman, Asha Wachikowski in this one. Now, Graveman get torched up in the first game, but he's a ground ball pitcher, and I would be a little concerned about you know loading up with the Houston Astros. You know, a lot of guys will get on him because they've been struggling and think this is an opportunity to turn around uh, in a decent hitting environment. But Graveman's a guy. That will be okay, and he's going to keep the ball on the ground. He's not going to be a pitcher you want to roster in daily fantasy, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to get exploded. Washington and Boston going at it. This game's at 6-10, so this might be excluded from some of your fantasy sites. 7.5 total here. Steven Strasburg versus Justin Masterson. Of course, Strasburg got beat by the Mets the first time out. The Boston Red Sox, you're going to get typical explosions, as we saw with Jordan Zimmerman today. Uh, but you can't target any Red Sox hitters against Strasburg. Uh, Justin Masterson, a guy that does have problems with left-handed hitters. Uh, Bryce Hopper comes into play in this one for sure, uh, and he can attack it that way. And Detroit and Pittsburgh, Shane Green, A.J. Burnett. Shane Green looked absolutely awesome. Pittsburgh, a great pitcher's park, 7.5 total hit, a ton of strikeouts. Pittsburgh Pirates actually lead Major League Baseball in strikeouts right now. So Shane Green in two-pitcher sites definitely becomes a guy uh, that you can take a look at. And the last game on the slate tomorrow uh, will be Seattle and Los Angeles. Iwakuma and David Huff going at each other. No total on that one. So those are the games, those are the matchups. For more in-depth analysis, you can go to dailyroto.com and get premium content tonight. We're going to focus on our guest. He is from rotogrinders.com, and, of course, he goes by the name Rad Thad. Rad Thad, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great, Tony. Thanks for having me, man. How are you? Ah, I'm doing well. Now, I was telling people about uh, your victory in the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship where you took home the $40,000 first prize but it was not the first final that you've been in, right? You've uh, you've made this a regular occurrence. Yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to make it to a couple of live finals out there for uh, Star Street uh, back in the day for the Playboy Mansion. And last year I was able to take down the Draft Street uh, Fantasy Basketball Championship, which was nice. So I'm hoping to keep that momentum going into baseball. You know, uh, time waits for no one, and then that, the same thing goes for Daily Fantasy. Now, you also have a show over at rotogrinders.com where you do a basketball show with Crazy Gaby. Now, I don't know if you're going to be doing a show during baseball season. Okay, tell us about your role over at rotogrinders.com. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because um, that's kind of where I really first started to get my Daily Fantasy information and uh, to be able to, you know, say that I'm actually able to provide at least a little bit of content over there is pretty incredible. Um, you, I'm with Gaby uh, usually two days a week for about an hour, and we try to throw in some content in between the daily nonsense and uh, the daily narratives that go on there. Um, we're going to carry that over from basketball to baseball and uh, and kind of take it from there. But it, it's actually pretty awesome to kind of be able to give back, especially on that site, since they've really uh, given given me so much as well. 
Speaking of the rat, that the 2015 Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship, and of course you can check them out at rotogrinders.com. I got to ask it now. What was the first step on you moving over and playing daily fantasy sports? Well, you know, I started playing daily fantasy back around 2012, and um, after playing yearly fantasy for so long, you know, I've had some success. You know, mostly against. Uh, friends and coworkers, I thought the transition was going to be pretty seamless, and that certainly was not the case. Um, you know, I, I definitely took some lumps, especially early on, and um, a guy who actually ends up being a buddy of mine, his name is Michael Rathburn. I think you've had him on the show a couple of times before. Um, I was playing on Daily Joust, and I didn't even know him at the time, and he basically reached out to me and said, you know, this is a little too painful to watch. You may want to kind of regroup and rethink your strategy. And so I basically stopped playing and figured if it's, you know, just like any other skill, the best way to approach it is to just study it, listen to the people that know what they're talking about, and not just learn it, but try to master it. And that's been working out pretty well for me so far, you know, uh, just kind of realizing that, you know, this is a, I'm in it for the long haul. So, and if that's the case, you have to kind of be willing to, take some baby steps. So that's what I'm still doing. For the listener out there that hears that you need to go in and learn it, how did you go about it? Was it looking at other players' advice? Was it playing in small dollar games? Was it playing in free games? How did you go about the learning process uh, to make yourself one of the top daily fantasy basketball players in daily fantasy? Well, you know, I think the key is patience, which, uh, you know, is very difficult. You know, there are lots of tournaments and sites out there flashing a lot, a lot of dollar signs, you know, a lot of uh, zeros and commas out there, you know, and, uh, and although there are a lot of people that go out there and make a lot of money very quickly, in order to sustain that, you really kind of have to uh, be slow in terms of your knowledge and um, don't be afraid to play some of the, you know, the better guys at low dollars and just kind of learn from that experience, you know, start off really slow and, you know, learning from those guys may not help you beat them, but it may help you down the road to maybe beat the next guy. And over the course of time, you know, you'll really notice a lot of uh, progress in your game. Big into Thad Rad of rotogrinders.com, of course, the 2014 Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. Now, i got to ask you about Fantasy Aces. When you uh, started playing over there, a little different environment than most of what fantasy basketball has to offer. Uh, you get three guards, you have three fours, and then you have two flex positions uh, there. What do you think about the unique uh, way of lineup setups at Fantasy Aces? I love that. You know, I think uh, in addition to making it easier to kind of, especially if you're just getting started, it makes it a lot easier to to construct your lineup. I think there is also uh, a little bit of strategy involved. You know, each site has a certain nuance to it, whether it's late swap or, you know, two from each, picking two players from each position. There's certain things that you can use to your advantage, and I think the roster flexibility is certainly one of them. You know, um, I started playing there about a year ago, maybe a little over for for daily baseball, and it's a you know quote unquote smaller site, but not really. You know, it, it's the kind of like the people's site. You know, uh, you you go on there, and you're not competing against thousands and thousands of people, so right off the bat, you at least feel 
like you you stand a chance, which really goes a long way. Yeah, it's interesting because at the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship, uh, there was generally from 200 to 250 people a week in a qualifier, which is big a big difference uh, compared to what we see in some of the other bigger and larger sites. And while we were out in California, they announced the Fantasy Aces Baseball Championship, uh, where 20 people are going to compete for $250,000, a $100,000 first prize. And uh, one of the events will be a home run hitting contest at the Angels Baseball Stadium. Now, uh, how is your baseball prowess? Are you going to be trying to qualify for this? I'm definitely going to be trying to qualify for that. I mean, when I heard about that, my jaw hit the hit the floor. I mean, that is pretty spectacular. You know, the the six figure first prize uh you know uh pool is is great in itself, but to be able to go out there and have an experience where you're participating in a home run derby, you know, that's the, how many people get to say that they did that. You know, I haven't really picked up a bat since maybe I was like around twelve or thirteen. So if I if I happen to qualify, hopefully it's early enough where I can go out and hit the batting cages and uh, maybe at least work on some upper body strength, you know. So, But it, it sounds fantastic, and hopefully I can be part of that. Maybe you can meet up with maybe Barry Bonds' doctor. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I just hope they don't t- do any testing prior to the, the competition because <laughs> uh, I can't make any promises that, uh, you know, that I'll, I'll be passing that. So, But it would be a nice problem to have. You know, one of the things that's amazing to me that I don't think I can relate to the listener as much as it actually happens because they probably uh, can't believe it. You go out there, right, and you see 12 people competing for $100,000, and everybody got along so well. It was more like a convention that people were there instead of a tournament with a whole bunch of money on the line. It seemed like everybody in the daily fantasy community uh, gets along so well. That was the second event that I went to, and great thing. It was more of a celebration of the daily fantasy community. You know, I I really wish I could explain it, but it is absolutely, you hit it right on the head. You know, these guys are guys that you're supposed to be competing against, but, you know, it was more like, a, you know, a reunion sort of thing where you see these guys at these live events and you'd swear that you've known them for your entire life. And when you do see them at the events, you'd swear that you guys just saw each other last week. You know, I think it's just this unexplainable uh, camaraderie where everyone is so passionate about it. And once you become friends with these guys, you know, you realize that, if you're not the one to win it, you really want them to be the one to win it. And it's kind of infectious, you know. So, you know, like you said, uh, in California at the championship, it was great because it kind of, even though everyone wanted to be first, you know, we all still had a fantastic time. And, uh, and, and you know, talking about the next time, hopefully we can all meet out there again for the baseball championship. Absolutely. One of the things we're looking at, well, speaking of Rad Thad, of rotogrinders.com. Now, basketball is different from baseball. Like, I just watched, right, Josh Donaldson. He just hit a ball 327 feet to uh, to get the final out of the game. 328 would have been a home run. In basketball, you don't have the wild scoring possibilities like that from an out to six points. So, do you find it easier or different when you play fantasy basketball as opposed to fantasy baseball? It's definitely different. You know, I think baseball is one of those things where 
you if you have a process that you trust, in order for it to really work, you have to play as much as you can, you know, not necessarily in terms of a dollar amount, but in terms of number of days because it's one of those sports where you can end up with a guy who has negative points for the end of the night, and that's normal. You know, that's acceptable. You know, um, a lot of people use the, the comparison that if it's a game where a person can fail 30% of the time and still end up in – fail 70% of the time, I'm sorry, and still end up in the Hall of Fame. So it's, a, it's very different, you know, kind of have to approach it from a standpoint where you're looking at guys who are in the best position to score and then just kind of let them do what they do. Um, so it's, it's definitely diff- – it's different, but it's fun. Different, but it's fun. You know what was interesting to me? I was on a, a website, which is a Dynasty League baseball website, and there was a big thread uh, with some season-long players that was showing some animosity to actually the daily fantasy community. And it was all centered around the advertising of FanDuel and DraftKings and then going over to ESPN and some of their favorite podcasts uh, we're talking about daily fantasy, and they were felt like they were being ripped off from things they had in the past. Now, I'm a guy that still plays both. I played in four NFBC leagues uh, this year, and I, of course, play daily fantasy every day. Uh, can you be successful at both, and why can't they coexist? It seems like we've got some people that are trying to draw a line in the sand. Yeah, I think they can definitely both coexist. You know, daily and yearly fantasy, they each have specific qualities that, you know, are separate from each other and different strategies that you can use in both to be successful in both. I think what it, part of it is that daily is really taking, you know, the nation by storm, so to speak, you know, the with regards to the popularity and the prize pools um, and the different sports, you know, MMA daily fantasy, you know, something that I'd never even really thought about, let alone thought that it would be something that was successful. And I think that that, that the way that it's progressing so quickly is kind of hard for people to really comprehend. And so I think until, you know, everyone kind of really gets a hold as to how things are going to progress, it'll make it a little easier, but I still love my yearly leagues, man. That's, that's, that's the roots of, of, of fantasy period, let alone daily fantasy. Uh, not having a good day today, and it just got worse as Nelson Cruz has just hit a two-run homer uh, off of Brandon McCarthy in the first inning of the Dodgers-Mariners game. Uh, if you happen to be listening the following morning, um, maybe you can commiserate with me, and we'll see how that one goes out. So when you look at baseball, how's it been going thus far uh, for Red that? Well, so far, so good. You know, like I said before, I'm I'm very slow and methodical. You know, where a, a one one good night won't make me and one bad night won't break me. Um, as, as you're saying that, I'm looking at Brandon McCarthy, and to have your pitcher with negative points is never a good feeling. <laughs> no. So, so hopefully he can kind of come back and, and redeem himself. But, you know, that's the great thing about fantasy is that, you know, you have to have a short-term memory and just realize that tomorrow, as long as you live to fight another day, you'll be all right. Yeah, well, I just got a little bit of break. Jorge Sola has hit his second home run of the night uh, for the Chicago Cubs. So if you uh, played Jorge Sola or Chris Coughlin, you're a very excited man. And you go Now, I've got to talk to you about what you do over at rotogrinders.com. Now, you're two hours a week with Crazy Gabby. 
Uh, very popular, rotogrinders.com at the center of the daily fantasy community. Now, Crazy Gabby's an interesting individual. Um, I guess I'm taking that kind of lightly by putting it that way. <laughs> what do you think about the whole process? I do a show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I have the podcast, and I generally understand the business. What do you think of the whole entertainment aspect when you're trying to give daily fantasy information? Well, you know, it, it's uh, it's a ton of fun, but at the same time, it's really difficult. You know, kudos to you guys because I don't know how you do it. Number one, you guys spend so much time on the air, you know, giving content and, and providing entertainment, and at the same time, people don't realize how much research and how much time actually goes into it off the air, and it's a it's a big commitment, you know, and some people uh, are receptive to it and other people, they just want the facts and you kind of have to find a happy medium where you're providing content and you're happy about it and at the same time you're as accurate as you possibly can be. Um, You know, that part of fantasy is something that's definitely new to me Um, and at the same time, it's something that I never really thought was within the realm of possibility. You know, I think fan, a lot of people focus on the monetary gains that can be made for daily fantasy, but there's so many other experiences out there that you can take advantage of that, uh, you know, you really, really learn to enjoy and uh, it can certainly open up a lot of different doors for you. You know, what's amazing to me is uh, some of the stories now, because the daily fantasy industry is so young, is that there's not a lot of talent out there for people that want to get in the sports business and want to have an opportunity. Um, there ain't a million people out there paying people to do this at this point, but it grows and grows and grows and constantly grows. And so many players now have been able to get into the aspects of broadcasting, you know, who grew up listening to, uh, you know, sports talk radio. And now to see daily fantasy sports, some they have love and have an audience out there is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it, it's actually fantastic, you know, um, especially a lot of the guys that are on Sirius, you know, uh, Dan Bach and uh, and and those guys, you know, are, are guys that have started off on Roto Grinders, and to be able to see them make such uh, you know huge leaps and bounds over such a short period of time is very encouraging. You know, like I said before, it's such it's uncharted territory because things are happening so quickly. You know, it's you don't really know what to expect, and you know when something kind of falls in your lap, kind of like it did with me at Roto Grinders, you just kind of take it and and make the best of it because uh, you know certainly a lot worse places I could be than kind of hanging out with Crazy Gaby for an hour or a couple of days a week, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, we definitely had a ton of fun, and he's an awesome guy, and you know you learn a lot from from everyone in the community, but. Like I said, it's just it's 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 different, but it is it is a hoot, man. I'm having a time of my life. You know, it used to be the funniest thing is you talked about Draft Street earlier. The people that I absolutely hated in this fantasy sports industry were the people in the Draft Street chat room talking about golf because they were so passionate and they were so into it, and I knew nothing about it. It used to drive me crazy, and they were just so into it. And now. We turned the corner, and we had a million-dollar golf tournament, golf winner, $2.2 million tournament here just a couple of years later. Like, it's absolutely amazing to me how quick these things have happened. 
It's insane. And if I remember correctly, I think the person that took down, um, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't know uh, his or her name, but the person who took down the million dollar prize, I think it was off of a single entry, which was yes. one from an entry from another entry before that. So it just kind of goes <laughs> to show you that, you know, when they, when you say anything can happen, it is true. This stuff is not made up. You know, a lot of the commercials out there for Daily Fantasy are kind of weird because they kind of have that infomercial sort of feel to it, yeah. saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, I won whatever. But the reality of it is it is fun. You know, it it can be incredibly profitable. Those stories are indeed real. And, you know, for example, Daily Hockey, you know, I never would have thought that I would have, ever had any interest in hockey whatsoever and then you know the, with the incredibly long nba all-star break this year i figured yeah. <laughs> why, why not give it a shot you know and now i'm hooked on something else you know so uh you know fantasy whether it be yearly or daily definitely increases the interest in you know in, in sports let alone teams that people otherwise wouldn't really be interested in in certain parts of the country but things like golf, you know, hey, I don't know a lot about golf, but I can guarantee you when they start handing out million-dollar prizes, I will be interested. So. Yeah, I was interested. I kept my success going of uh, zero cashes in golf. Uh, I did not come through in the big tournament, but I'll go back <laughs> at it again this week. And i got to tell you, I did play hockey, too, over that break. And I, I actually, it's funny, two or three days after basketball, I kind of missed hockey. Like I, I, But I couldn't, I couldn't do both. Like, I didn't. I didn't have the time or the energy to put enough research into both, uh, so that didn't come into play. But what I'm going to do next year is I'm actually going to commit myself to NCAA basketball. After basically playing in the NCAA tournament, I loved every moment of it, and I thought you got truer rotations uh, in the college-level game as you do as opposed to the pros. The only negative that I came up with, though, was the five fouls is a huge difference uh, because if you get two fouls pretty early uh, in that first half, it's going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. And you make a, a great point, you know, especially like with the different types of sports, you know, it's not just professional, you know, you can go into college and even within, within the sports, professional basketball versus college basketball. And given the differences in the rules and the way that those, you know, the scoring, et cetera, there's never a dull moment, you know, what, what just when you think, college basketball is over with uh, March Madness, here comes golf, you know, and then here comes baseball. And, you know, there's so many different avenues that you can approach that you, you kind of have to pick and choose, you know. You, you, there's just too much for you to do everything. Um, but there's certainly enough to do to keep you busy and uh, find your niche, find what you're good at, and there's certainly room for everyone out there daily and yearly. Great, great stuff from Rantadrotogrinders.com. Make sure you go over there and check out all his great work. Now, uh, what championship do you feel like you're going to be attending next? I'm hoping that it is the uh, um, uh, the Fantasy Aces uh, baseball championship. I just there's just something about you know walking onto this field, and I have this thing envision that they're, you know, people chanting my name as I walk onto the field and <laughs> slug a home run into the left field, you know. Uh, I think we all really realize that uh, I probably end up tripping over the first baseline and spraining my knee or something like that. But, you know, hey, I'd rather do it there than somewhere else. So that's, that's probably uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to. But like I said, 
lots of zeros, lots of commas out there before the decimal sign on a lot of different sites. So, you know, I, my, my, uh, my goal is hashtag I want all the monies. So trying to get all the monies out there. So, you know, there's a lot to be had. Great, great stuff. Make sure you check him out at rotogrinders.com. Thank you for tuning in to us tonight, and thanks for joining us tonight, Thad. Absolutely great stuff. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you again soon. All right, there he is, absolutely getting it done. I'll tell you, one of the great guys in this business, he was an absolute pleasure out there, and that was before he won the $40,000. Everybody's nice after they win 40000 but this guy is truly one of those guys uh, in the industry, top-notch individual. Make sure you check out his work. We're out of here for tonight. Ricky Sanders will be joining us uh, tomorrow night, and we'll also have one of the other guys that came in second place. Max Albert will be joining us later on this week right here at DailyRoto.com. Tony Sincata, and that was the guy, Ran Thad. We're out of here.